0: Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I am Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode was all about how you can leverage uh, what we call thought leadership or thought leadership style content creation to generate demand and build brand brand awareness. And really, brand affinity is what we're looking for is becoming synonymous, uh, you know, becoming known as an industry leader, as a thought leader in whatever your particular industry is. So Hopefully you guys find this episode enjoyable and find some actionable insights into building a true brand and building thought leadership in your industry. As always, uh, if you like the podcast, uh, give us a like, subscribe, uh, whatever platform you're watching or listening on, definitely hit that subscribe button uh, for more episodes. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: All right, Taylor. So today what I want to touch on is how do brands create demand, right? We talk to a lot of clients that maybe are starting uh, a new line of business, breaking into a new industry they have never done before. And they would ask us, well, how do we create demand? Because they don't know that we do the service. So I want to break down that topic a little bit and talk about different ways to generate demand for a brand. Mm Does that sound like a good
0: topic? Yeah, absolutely. And I think There's been a lot of talk about demand generation lately, and we talk about it all the time. And I think important distinction to make when we talk about demand generation, we're not talking about lead generation, right? And so we've made a podcast in the past. If you haven't listened to that demand generation versus lead generation, I would recommend go back and listen to that first, because now what we want to talk about is, okay, we've established what demand generation is. Um, You know, we're kind of simultaneously building, you know, I guess you'd call it product awareness or market awareness and product consideration at the same time, right? So if that's what we're doing, then how do we go about doing that? And so really one of the best ways to actually generate demand is through a process that we call thought leadership or building thought leadership, positioning yourself, your brand, your company as a thought leader. So that's what I want to dive in today is, you know, how do we actually leverage thought leadership to generate demand? For our product or service.
1: No, I think it's probably the easiest way to do it. You just tie yourself to a, a a cost and it's something that you want to be an expert in, but for those that might not know what thought leadership is, can you give a quick breakdown and we can dive deeper into it?
0: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, thought leadership is really, I mean, in general, it's kind of an inherent component to marketing because the idea is that You are the one educating your market, right? And so if you're the one educating your market, then you are marketing to them. So thought leadership, thought leadership in my mind is positioning yourself in the way that you are the educator and you're consistently educating your market with value-based educational content in really multiple different formats and multiple different channels. And so the more that you can do that, the more you position yourself as the go-to resource for that industry. That's truly becoming a thought leader. If you're a thought leader in in the industry, right, you're the one putting out new ideas. If you think about just the definition of thought thought leadership leadership. is you're leading the discussion, you're leading the conversation around something in your industry. And it doesn't always have to be innovative. And I think that's something that brands and companies struggle with And they think about thought leadership is like, I have to say something that is... I've never heard before. Yeah. And it's got to be innovative and everything that I, I say is going to be like this grandiose type. It, it really doesn't have Good to, job. it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Like you just have to educate your customer, your consumer about, you know, the right way to go about doing your, your, whatever it is, the problem that you're solving. Right. So there's a lot of different formats, like you mentioned of thought leadership, how that can happen and how you can make that happen, how you can position yourself or your company as an industry leader, as a thought leader. But it ultimately always comes down to, are you educating your customer? Are you providing valuable okay. content on a on a consistent basis?
1: And I don't certainly, and I think that's a lot of people think that, like you said, they have to be some sort of new idea, something no one's ever heard. And it's some fear internally that says, Well, I may not be able to be a thought leader. So therefore I can't generate any demand. And I'm not gonna be a leader in my industry. And I think they're letting go of so many things rather than saying, you know what, I've been in this space for so many years. <coughs> I know what the industry needs and I'm gonna talk about it. Right. Yep. So, like recently, I think a couple of years ago when ABM was becoming popular, there was a lot of thought leaders about ABM is the way to go. And it just makes perfect sense. And I think we had thought leaders in early days of SEO. Mm-hmm. And now we have thought leaders in chat bot, you know, thought leaders in anything that's emerging, there's someone who is like leading the pack. Right. Um, what do you think someone has to do to use that before they could even, you know, generate demand or how does that process look like?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you have to just talk about what you know. Um, <laughs> right. I mean one. <laughs> you can't just yeah. you can't. Again, not everything has to be cutting edge and innovative. So don't like go too far outside of your lane, so to speak, of things that you don't really know. Just talk about the things that you know really well. It's probably what you do for your job anyways, right? If you're executive at an organization, you're in sales department, marketing department, whatever it is, you explain to customers what you do on the phone or in person all the time. And so the thing is just, can we get more into detail? Can we explain these things at scale? Yeah. Uh, So then the second question is like, how do we get that content out there? Because in order to be a thought leader, you know, you can have great ideas. And if nobody hears them, then you're not a thought leader. So I think for this podcast, I think it'd be great to just give our listeners some examples of ways that they can become a thought leader and easy ways to do that. I think what we're doing right now is, is one of the easiest and most accessible ways that, you know, in order to become a thought leader, it's ever been is creating your own podcast. Um, you know, if you have things to say and you want to have a voice and no one's going to give you a platform, then okay. make your own platform. Right. And so it. your own podcast, YouTube channel um, is a great way to start. I think a couple of, you know, quick wins that you could do to gain some thought leadership uh, would be to piggyback on someone else's brand or someone else's awareness. So if you are, you know, you feel like you have an expertise in some area, I would then invite other thought leaders that have some influence in their respective space that is related to your industry, invite those people onto your podcast or try to be a guest on their podcast. And if you could do that, you know, four or five, 10, 20 times, however many it's going to take, I think that will quickly, um, you know, kind of exponentially grow your reach by, piggybacking on someone else's reach if you don't have a following already.
1: Yeah, and like you said, there's not a lot of work to start a YouTube channel or a podcast. Everything is free, takes time. Yeah, And if you're passionate about it, you're determined to create an audience, to be a thought leader, there's not a better place. And there's tons of eyeballs, right? There's tons of people consuming content. So if you have been thinking about that, I would say that would be a good place to start if you want to build it or a Facebook group, yep. something where you are the one that's controlling the conversation.
0: Yep. So a couple of other areas where I think uh, you can easily build thought leadership, uh, LinkedIn, uh, yeah. just organically posting on LinkedIn. Again, you can just type it out. You can use your own knowledge to create like industry graphics and insights, statistics, anything like that, anything of value that you can share and educate your audience I would do that and just consistently post on LinkedIn. I think that's one way you can build a following and leverage still a pretty underutilized platform in LinkedIn's organic reach. So LinkedIn would be a great place and if you want to combine some of those strategies, you can take the podcasts or the YouTube videos that you're creating, chop them up into smaller pieces and just, you know, extract one section from that and post it on a channel like LinkedIn. And then the same thing of, hey, if you know you interviewed someone else who's an industry leader or a thought leader in a similar industry or has a similar audience, you interview them or you pose a question to them, tag them in the LinkedIn post, try to get their feedback, which ultimately would ex- expand and extend your reach. Uh, so those are some ways that I would try to build thought leadership, but it comes down to the value of that content. You have to have something to say, which again, it doesn't have to be innovative or profound. Everything out of your mouth doesn't have to be this profound like statement. Is you know, it's going to make people scratch yeah. their heads and be like, oh my gosh, this guy's a genius, but it has to be valuable. You can't just say things that people already know as well. So you have to reinstate some of the things that they do already know, but at the same time, give them something of value and give them a reason to keep coming back, right? If you think about the example of a, a YouTube page, if you have a bunch of videos on YouTube that people already knew, like there's no reason they would subscribe to those videos and ever come back and watch another video, right? So if you think about like, My goal with this video is to get them to watch the next video. then it will start changing the way that you think about what type of content would be interesting.
1: Yeah. And I think you have to really carve out your niche. That would be one thing that I would say, because you can't be a thought leader in everything. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. It goes (laughs) back to the beginning of talk about what you know. And yeah, you can't be a jack of all trades or something like that. There's very few Elon Musk's out there. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even that, it takes some time to build up that clout and that credibility yeah. to be able to talk about something else. Right. right. Um, so people still say those kind of things, you know, stay in your lane. I
1: certainly think that if you are, again, trying to create a podcast, this is very much a marketing podcast. And that's the thing that we talk yeah. about. If our YouTube channel is about marketing, it's about content marketing, it's about inbound marketing. And we're not talking about something completely different. So we, you can change that niche, but really figure out what do you want to be an expert in? Even if you are experts in multiple things, what do you want to be known for? What's that legacy that you want to build and then work backwards? Say, sure. I want to be really good at this thing. You know, personally, I like reading con- content about entrepreneurship, you know. So that's my thing. I love marketing, but entrepreneurship, I think it's bigger than that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Marketing is a component. So you got to figure out where is that and then work on, you know, right. building an audience around that, which again takes a lot of time. But once you build that, right. The audience will so, be here.
0: Yeah, I mean, along those lines of building an audience, I mean, I know one of the things we do for our clients a lot is a process of which we call digital PR. So, do you want to kind of describe that process of how we go about digital PR and what that, how that positions you as a thought leader, or what that means in relation to thought leadership?
1: Absolutely, and I think that digital PR service has been it's been evolving because of the way our content consumption has been evolving, right? So there used to be a time where we would work on getting published on, you know, online publication. So our team would reach out and we would email different publications, say, hey, you know, my client over here is an expert in this, you know, medical field. You guys have an amazing publication. He's got this amazing idea of what, you know, where the industry is going. Would you be open to publishing? We'll do the outreach. We'll come up with titles and abstracts of potential content, build those connections, and get some positive replies, create the content, submit to them, handhold that editor until the publication is live. And that entire process from ideation to actual execution is what we call digital PR, right? Right. Get published in places where your audience are hanging out and they see your name associated with public, you know, whatever journals that is. And then now they're like, Hey, you know what? Taylor knows whatever the industry. So kitchen remodeling, weekly. Look, he's
0: published. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that comes back to like this, you know, who are you associated with? Right. And so that Google, they look at that and people look at that, right. They want to know, like, is this person credible? And so again, if you have a great idea, even if it is, you know, profound and innovative or whether or not it's not, if no one has ever heard of you and you just post this on your own blog or you know, on whatever, even if it's like a medium or something like that, that is right. a little bit of credibility. So at least to get some vis- visibility, they might read that and like, okay, great, but who is you know Solomon Timothy, right? But if they're reading that on Forbes or Inc. or you know, a marketing specific, you know, CMO or CIO related type publication, yeah. that has it, it comes in with an inherent level of credibility, credibility right? And that's Really, the beginning of that thought leadership is like not just listen to what I have to say, but you should listen to what I have to say because of my accomplishments, or because of you know if if Forbes is willing to publish me, like at least right. there's a little bit of trust there, right? I mean, it's a little bit of like you know, Forbes itself has the thought leadership, In, you, you know, the, kind of persona right. to it because of who it is. So now you're associated with that. It's kind of a trickle down effect, but of course still comes to the value of that content just because you're on Forbes, like, you know, people know now too, it's, you know, a website like that, like you can get on it, right. It's not like unattainable. So you've gotten the audience, you've gotten your chance. Like now you have to capitalize on it with the value in the content be no different than, you know, if you were the, you know, keynote speaker at an industry specific event, that's a great way to build thought leadership, position yourself as a thought leader People are going to show up to the keynote with the i like the assumption that this person, this guy, this girl is an expert because the, otherwise they wouldn't be the keynote speaker. But if you fumble now that you've got this opportunity, you're going I'm to done. lose that credibility. That's so you're um, that's the the balance that you have to have is find the platform build or build the platform and then provide value. And if you just continue to provide value, that's where you're going to be associated with a thought leader in, in the space.
1: Yeah. And as I said, we've evolved because it's not just written content anymore. So now we're doing podcast invites and getting people appearances on places that are not just an article on a website. Right. And we know how much, how many millions we predicted in 2019, that podcast is going to be huge in 2020. Yeah. I think that was, that was a 19, one of our our
0: predictions. (laughs) I
1: think we were right. Yeah. And today, you know, you probably, become a thought leader faster by being on podcasts than you can on Forbes because there's just so much more attention being yeah. spent on podcasts, right? So I believe that it doesn't matter what the format is or where that is, as long as you are consistently, like you said, putting out valuable content, people are liking it, trusting you and are willing you know, to make whatever, take action yeah. on that content makes you inherently a thought leader. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right. Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to OneIMS.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at One IMS, and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day.
0: So what's your opinion in terms of how much of someone's marketing budget or marketing strategy should be allocated towards thought leadership or brand building type activities, right? Because that's really what it is. I mean, we're talking about really your reputation, which is synonymous with your brand. It's the same thing. It's like, how are you perceived? Are you perceived as a leader in the industry? Are you known and trusted before you even walk in the door? Because, oh my gosh, that's, you know, so-and-so who did this and and that, or do you have to work and earn that, you know, in the first call and explain who you are, right? So it's a little bit, you know, unattainable in terms of a metric or, you know, measurable activity there, but like how much, of the budget would you allocate towards thought leadership and how would you measure that?
1: You know, I wish there was a magic percentage like, Oh, spend 20% or 15%. Yeah. I think you really have to realize if you are at zero, you might need to spend a lot of money and time and energy to really figure out if I'm going to break into this new industry or become a leader. And every industry is already filled with thought leaders. So uh-huh. how are you going to create more content, more value by doing something small, right? So you really want to have to, I think it's more time than anything else, Yeah. in my opinion, because you really have to think hard about what is it that you want to talk about? where do you want the conversation to be? Yeah. And then you really have to invest the time, like showing up on podcasts yep. or whatever. It's not something you can just keep working 40 hours or whatever many hours and then think you're just going to magically become a, a, a superstar in your niche. I think you have to invest a lot of time, in my opinion, and in, in pre- preparing for it and doing a good yeah. job, building relationship and following up on those people so that you can actually leverage those relationship in the future. So it might be a lot of your time and maybe not as much budget because who's helping you execute it, right? Or it might be if you had a small budget, you might put all your budget in that because you don't really have the ability to do anything unless it wouldn't make a difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I look at it as like you're investing into yourself right. and, and your own infrastructure, right? It's really what you're investing into. And I think there's a lot of interesting, almost side effects that happen when you start trying to build thought leadership, because exactly what you just described is like how much time you have to put in just to wrap your head around what you're trying to explain, right? And it goes, you know, it's like the you don't really understand something until you have to teach it to someone else. Then you figure out all the holes in what you thought you understood. And so once you are able to formulate and articulate your thoughts and explain what you're trying to explain, you force yourself to learn and grow along the way. The other thing is that by doing that and then putting that content out there and then getting feedback, it's like real time feedback loop of trying to perfect this, not just messaging, but, whatever it is that you're trying to solve, whatever your product services that you're you're trying to sell. And then the other interesting trend that I've seen that I really like is this idea of thought leadership it used to be exclusive to like the CEO or the owner of the company, right? It was like, this guy is the face of the company and we're going to push that. I see a lot more people focusing on, you know, their own kind of personal brand and putting out thought leadership content, which now all of a sudden you have employee-led initiatives where if your employees are trying to build their own personal brand, you may think like, well, I want them to build my brand, my company. Mm-hmm. But if they're promoting their your offering, your service offering, or your your software, your technology, whatever it is, that's your their marketing, right? And if a byproduct of that is that they also build some you know kind of career insurance, right? Because now they're seen right. as a thought leader. But if they're a thought leader in their partnering with your company, working with your company, it's mutually beneficial. So it's like you're building this marketing engine of, Hey, if all my employees are putting content on LinkedIn, right, it doesn't have to be just the owner. And that takes away from, like you said, it's okay, all this time that has to be invested or budget has to be invested. It's not just ownership anymore. You can have, you know, lower level marketing people that are creating LinkedIn posts or sharing on social media, talking about your product or service or explaining how you know, hey I, I work on the factory floor right at this manufacturing company but uh, here's a video that I'm put, posting on YouTube of how we do this how we handle this process how we manage you know quality control why this technology saves us you know 50 percent on you know time that we used to spend doing this like they're the ones doing the work they have that industry right. expertise they they are a thought leader they just never had a platform before now they have platforms and so it's a it's a crazy new world that we're in In the time that we're in, I think it's really beneficial for the companies that are doing it well.
1: And I, especially in marketing, I know for a fact that we encourage creation of content, Mm -hmm. building a following, and all of that because we believe that it helps the brand as much as it helps anything else, right? So we all have a personal brand, whether we know it or not. And you want to, and I would almost want to say that if you can find the team that you're surrounded by to help create more content it has so much more viral effect in getting you where you guys are trying to go than just one person pulling it all together right it's almost encouraged in my opinion I want everybody to have a Twitter account I want everybody to be an expert I want everybody to take courses and tweet and create content because like you said it it forces you to learn
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you're growing right and that means you're you're learning new things and you're innovating whatever it is that your niche is so I know for a fact that you and I spend quite a lot of time studying our craft and Mm. learning things and watching things and executing and trying and testing before we come here and make a podcast, we've spent hundreds of hours offline figuring out things (laughs) for real world businesses, (laughs) solving challenges, you know, and that's what we bring to the table and the same exact thing applies, I think, you know, even if it was just somebody writing a blog post. If they're writing a blog post and they're studying the area, they're creating content, they're gonna to want to tweet that on their own account. It only helps every single person. Right. The brand, the CEO, the company, the person. Right. But yeah, it is not just limited to the CEO. But like I said, some companies they don't do that. So the CEO may have to be the one that creates right. an environment
0: where other people are contributing. Definitely. Yeah. It has to be top down initiative. And and I think the quality of the content is going to be much better because if the, if the idea is, like you said, the person that's writing a blog is now going to share that blog on their personal social right. media, or they're going to write a blog about how to write a blog, or they're going to write a blog about, you know, something that they're doing at work for them to, I think the standard is different. Like right. this is good enough to post on my work social media account. But if I'm going to share this with my friends and family, like so standard really goes good. really way higher, I right? Get it. So now we're raising the bar for everyone. I think there's really no downside to to operating that way. You just ever it's all hands on deck. Let's all create content. Whoever is the expert in that particular field of study, they're the ones that should create the content. And I we're calling out the salespeople. Yeah.
1: Salespeople, you know, they gotta create content for themselves. Well, we the cannot... salespeople,
0: I mean, <clears throat> that should really be the they're the front line of mm-hmm. the company, right? So the more content they can create and, you know, you might say, well, that's a marketing job or whatever, mm-hmm. but again, isn't that beneficial for the salesperson to educate their consumer and position themselves as an the expert so that when they do, when they do engage in conversation with a prospect, they're already, at, you know, up on a pedestal of, Hey, I, I this agree. guy knows what he's talking about. I've already, watched 10 of his videos on thin and, you know, it really resonated with me.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm, I would say if you are a salesperson and if you are talking to your customers, taking phone calls for the company, you want to nurture your prospects. Every time you post something on your own personal LinkedIn, you're nurturing your your network. You're nurturing the people that you just connected to maybe in sales conversations. And that enables you to now be of authority when you speak to them again, Hey, I read this article or the statistics proves what we do and why we do what we do. Yeah. That's so much more ammunition for what, what it is that you do right yeah. at the end of the day. Is it going to help you close more deals? Absolutely. Is it going to help the company? Definitely. And if you can now get reshared or retweeted or whatever, it just gives you even more of a platform.
0: Yeah. So let's let's summarize in terms of hey here's some concrete steps to position yourself as a thought leader and generate some demand. Uh, I think it starts with the content, right? Obviously, creating the content. I would recommend building a platform for yourself, uh, which I think is way easier today than it ever has been. You can create your own YouTube channel, whether it's personal or company. You can create a podcast, and you obviously have your own LinkedIn uh, profile page. Those three places where I would develop the platform, start contributing content, uh, video content, text content. If you have first party data or research that you wanted to turn into some sort of visual, like an infographic, I think that that could be beneficial as well. Just focus on providing value. Now, in order to get visibility to that content, that's where we talked about a getting, uh, other experts or industry kind of influencers, if you will, onto your podcast, onto your platform. Or go try to be a guest on theirs uh, and bring some of value, something of value to their audience so that some of their audience would maybe come and listen to you as well. So that's one way. And then the other way is um, take that same message, take the same approach and do the same thing, but maybe not in a podcast or a video, but in like a digital publication, an industry-specific publication. And then even further traditional would be like uh, an industry event, uh, whether that's an in-person event or a oh virtual event you can get, you know, a speaking opportunity already brings that level of, I guess, trust, right. With, you know, this, they must know what they're talking about because they're, the, they're a speaker on their panelist or they're a, a keynote speaker at this event. But I think what happens is a lot of times even to get that opportunity or to get listed in that publication, it's a lot easier if you already have a platform, like right. they are, this person, you know, I watched them on the, these three podcasts. So I'm going to invite them to be a speaker because I really liked what they said, right? So as you build this thought leadership and when you truly do position yourself as a thought leader, so many doors open up for you and so many opportunities open up because you're already known and trusted and people know what they're going to get, right? And you also, you have a a draw to you. So the people, you have a value for me to put you as a speaker for this event because you have a following and people will buy tickets because you are a speaker. So it takes a long wait, long time to get there to that point. But whatever your industry is, whatever your niche is, that should be the goal is right. that we are the go-to resource. If someone has a question about whatever industry for us, it would be, if someone has a question about digital marketing or demand generation, I would want them to think about me, think about you, think about One IMS and come ask us or come to our website or come to our podcast and submit a question. And until that happens, until we're the... The right. go-to answer, then you know our job isn't finished.
1: Correct, and it's technically never, never finished. finished, right? Someone no. else so, is coming for it. <laughs> and that's probably the final thought: is you got to be consistent. Yep. You can't be a top leader that just disappeared six months ago, and you're you're up, you're gone. You can't yeah, do that not in this world. It's not you know what have world. you done
0: for me lately? Exactly.
1: Right? <laughs> it is when you wake up, check the feed. There's something new popping up, right? And that's what I I believe it's that frequency of content and that consistency, really what drives that thought leadership and you're like you said you're pushing yourself you're learning new things and you're sharing it and it's a ripple effect people are going to be like wow that's yeah. awesome and that's what you want ultimately and yeah that gets you the demand that you're looking for mm-hmm. now there's no shortage of demand because yeah. they want to get you on the <laughs> stage they want to get right. you to sign the autograph you might want to write a <laughs> book whatever that is right i is, mean th- those is, are is great ways is.
0: too is built so you know you could write a book you i mean you ha- here's the other thing i just want to make sure in terms of a takeaway like I want to be very clear that you cannot this is cannot be faked. You can't yep. fake thought leadership. And just because again, just because you were in that publication, or just because you wrote even if you write a book and you know anybody could write a book, right? Does anybody buy it? Does Anybody like it? Do they <laughs> do they read the book and then they say this guy is just saying things that I already right. know? Or like, hey, this makes a lot of sense. So you can't you can fake it, you can fake it, but you're not truly gonna build thought leadership or become a thought leader if you're just going through the motions. So don't just focus on the distribution of that content and the visibility. Really focus on providing value because right. that's what's going to get bring people right. back. That's what somebody's going to tell you want someone to tell their friend about, hey, you got to listen to this podcast or you wow. got to go see this guy talk. Or if you need to know something about, you know, SEO or PPC or digital marketing, you need to go to this blog because right. these guys know what they're talking about. I get all my information from them. That's what you want to be. You want to be that That resource.
1: Love it. That's a good spot to stop. (laughs) If you're wondering where to start, I'd say start wherever you are in creating a platform for yourself. Use the free channels like Spotify or whatever. Put your podcast out there, YouTube, but focus on what you're delivering and then consistently promote it through getting people invited or showing up on other people's podcasts and grow that audience. Would you say it's the first statement? Yeah. The first d- thing to do. Yeah.
0: And don't be afraid or don't, you know, don't be overwhelmed and think, you know, I don't know enough or I'm not, uh, right. Imposter I don't, I don't have enough, yeah, information to, to start, you know, that's someone else's job. Like, I think if you, if you're thinking that way, you probably, it's probably the right way to think. You're probably, you probably do have enough information. So just start with what you know, what you know really well and start talking about it. And, uh, Ultimately, you're going to learn a lot along the way, and that's part of the process. Uh, and I think again, that's probably my favorite benefit of just doing this podcast is that it really makes us dig deep and and think about the way that we approach marketing and do a lot of research to help you know our clients and then ultimately help ourselves to do this type right. of work. And we get to rant. We get that too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you like this episode. Please, again, like we said, share it with a friend. If you're thinking about thought leadership, it's a long game. So you want to start early. Don't start, you know, 45 days before you want to be a thought leader. It's going to take a lot of time. So, And if you enjoyed it, leave us a comment and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight, all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers, head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer, all right? So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.